Holy and loving God, write a message on our hearts, bless us, direct us, and send us out living letters of the word. Amen. I am the world's worst soccer player. I know this is a very surprising revelation considering my chiseled physique. Perhaps I am not the world's worst, but I certainly rank high up there in the pantheon of really bad players. My footwork is all wrong, I trip over myself half the time, and I never mastered the art of kicking the ball with the instep of the foot rather than the toe, which offers a great deal more power and control. And hitting the ball with the head, let's not even start with that one. But in keeping with my level of skill and affinity, I chose to play soccer for the entirety of my middle and high school career. And I will give credit where credit is due. My classmates were inordinately kind. And I was blessed with coaches who were very patient and welcoming, despite the negative impact I would most definitely have on the team's probable success. And I will say that my soccer skills improved slowly with time, and by my senior year, I probably moved from generally abysmal to moderately horrific. <laughs> I did score a goal once. We were playing North Bullet County, and they were all bad. And near the end of the first half, I received a pass about 18 yards from the goal, and I set up my shot, and I sent one soaring over the goalie's head and just under the crossbar. My dad went nuts, and the coach yelled from the sidelines, Where did that come from? <laughs> and that was the sum total of my athletic career, one point. A truly singular achievement. <laughs> As you might imagine, when we weren't playing teams like North Bullet, I spent a lot of time on the bench observing my teammates. And my other teammates were quite good, much better than I, combining their God-given talents with obvious hard work and practice. But the best players... The players that won the MVP awards and were selected for the all-county teams, they were not only the best individual athletes, but they were also the best teammates. The best were leaders as well as athletes, and their leadership not only scored goals, but enabled others around them to achieve as well. If one of the best were on the field, the whole team improved. And these players, these leaders, these captains, their model for achievement can be applied in all aspects of our daily lives, in the home, in the workplace, at school, and most definitely at the church. And in the church, I would name those leaders saints. For on this All Saints Day, we remember and honor much we remember and give praise for the big saints, the saints with a capital S, 
those men and women that lived hundreds if not thousands of years ago, wore flowing robes all the time, ate locusts and wild honey, and are celebrated in stained glass and in legend. And we recall the tales of their lives, of their lives of virtue, their lives of prophecy, their lives of service, and their lives of accomplishment. And on this All Saints, we give thanks for all that those saints gave to the church. And moreover, on this All Saints Day, we remember the saints that we know and love that have gone on to a next life with God. And those saints may never be immortalized in stained glass, but their light shines in our hearts for eternity. And our remembrance need not be sorrowful. I'm a fan of the Mexican celebration of the Day of the Dead, which is not a mournful time, but a celebration, a colorful festival where folks build these, pri these small altars to the departed, and it can, they contain the departed's favorite foods and photos and memorabilia, and they're meant to be a catalyst for telling old stories and funny anecdotes and offer prayers for friends and for family. So on this All Saints, I hope we remember those saints who are so dear to us with both tears but also with laughter. But most importantly, on this All Saints Day, we remember that we are all called to be saints. Through our creation in the image of God and through our adoption in the waters of baptism like Audrey Clare, who we will baptize in just a few moments. Right on cue. Very good. <laughs> All of us are called to be saints. But we are not meant to be saints in an individual way and sort of stand and bask in our own virtue. Instead, the best saints, the most effective saints, work together. Together, like those elite athletes who enable an entire team to play better, we can do a whole lot more and engage a whole lot more together. As Porter Taylor, one of my former bishops, once preached, our growth into the likeness of Christ is corporate. We are not alone. We are not singular units. We are not rocks. We are not islands. We are together. Some saints of this parish reminded me recently that the section of the building y'all are sitting in is called the nave, which is based on the Latin word navum, meaning ship. We're all on this ship together. And the roof of the chapel is meant quite deliberately to look like the bottom of a ship. And in some Scandinavian churches, this image is underlined further with a model ship being hung from the ceiling and hovering just above the center aisle. For we are never alone in this crazy errand we call the Christian walk. We are all together. For my friends... My brothers and sisters, my fellow saints in God, there's a lot to do. As the rock band Wilco once sang, Jesus, don't cry, you can rely on me. 
meeting the needs of the world, and succeeding in the tasks that, we, that are set before us, those can never be done alone. But together, there's no telling what we can do. What will you do? What do you want to do? What is God calling you to do? What would a saint do? For together, we can do anything. For we are saints. Amen.